Welcome to the Lifting Lindsay podcast. Guys, the holiday season is upon us. I am so excited about it, but with it can also come some additional obstacles. And so I thought it would be good to just share a few tips. I don't want to give like 20 million tips. I, sometimes I feel like tips can help, but at the end of the day, it really is just about what do you want more? What do you want more? And making smart trade-offs. Life seldom comes down to one single decision. It's usually an accumulation of all decisions over time that put us in our current situation or project us onto you know new paths. So it's usually not just one, right? It's not just one salad that makes you healthy. It's not just one donut that all of a sudden makes you unhealthy. You're going to die, right? There, it's an accumulation of decisions which define whether one succeeds and stays on the path that they um, are desiring or whether they, they step off of it for a little bit. So I really do love talking about uh, fitness goals and food in terms of money because I feel like people get money. They get budgeting I was in baking for a long time and I saw the way people spent their money. It kind of scared me. And I, um, anyways, it's, it's really easy for me to kind of compare fitness and health to money because just like with what I just explained about fitness, you know, one salad isn't going to make you healthy. One donut's not going to make you unhealthy. It's an accumulation of decisions. It's the same with building a budget, building wealth, getting out of debt, all of those things. It's not just one decision. It's usually an accumulation of a ton of them. And so with budgeting, it's interesting because people will say, I remember when I was a banker and people would talk to me about their finances and be like, I don't get it. I don't spend that much money. Where's my money? And it was so much easier as a banker to be able to pull up their, you know, financial statement, their bank statement. And, and, and it was so fascinating because what it was that killed them was all of the dollar, dollar fifty to $3 purchases. Now, they don't seem like much, right? They're just tiny little purchases. They don't seem like much at all. But that's actually, it was the habit of compulsively making those tiny little purchases that got them into debt or the financial frustrated situation that they found themselves in. It wasn't because they were going out. And I mean, yeah, there were those who would go out and make huge, massive purchases that they just couldn't afford and it tipped the scales, right? But, but in reality, what I saw far more often as a banker was not those individuals. It was the ones that nickeled and dubbed their money away. And the funny thing is, this is what happens with if you like, if if you want to call it our food budget, our calorie budget, because really, it's not holiday foods that make people fat. It's not the or make people put on weight. It's not the the birthday cake 
that makes people overweight or puts them in the situation that they're in. It's not that one vacation that put them in that situation. It really truly is them all throughout the day making these little compulsive nickel and diming, if you will, their nutrient or their food budget away. It's all these tiny little decisions. So this is something that I really wanted to talk about because I feel like when it comes to holidays, a lot of people have this all or nothing mindset where they either just allow themselves to indulge in everything. There's no self-control whatsoever. Or they have to be miserable on the other end and they can't even enjoy one holiday cookie, right? They feel like, no, if I enjoy one, it's just going to send me down. It's going to send me down this horrible path of, of I'm just binging on everything. When what's fascinating is it's usually the restriction ends up putting them there. Now, before we dive deeper into this, I I did want to share one other thing because I am getting a lot of questions about two new programs that just barely started on the Lifting Lindsay training. So they started November 14th. And I've gotten a lot of questions of people saying, well, can I start them after Thanksgiving? Can I start them November 28th? Or is that too far into the program? Because it's a live ongoing program. But the program right now is seven weeks. And the first week, really, we're staying far away from failure. It's kind of like a deload. And then the week of November 21st, um, we are starting to approach, but still not even hitting failure on the last set. We're starting to build on it. So honestly, November 28th, if you have to wait for that, for family to leave, for things to kind of calm down after Thanksgiving, it's still a great time to begin the program. So there's two new programs. There's one in the fat loss group. Now, this is a hypertrophy program that is also blended a little bit with metabolic. So the first half of your training day is going to be hypertrophy, strength, muscle, long rest periods. The second half is going to be more of that hit type of high intensity that women really love. So I have that in the fat loss group. And then I also have a muscle and strength group that started on the 14th. Both of these are four times a week. The muscle and strength is purely hypertrophy. So we're looking at really maximizing muscle and strength, longer rest periods. Uh, We're not going to be doing any burnout type of movements here, but we are focusing a lot in the lengthened mid-range of these movements where we know we can get a lot more hypertrophy. So that is a great program for that. You have to start on the 28th. That's actually fine. That's more than fine. This program will take you all the way through the holidays. um, And then I'll be writing another program to start the first week of January for all for the muscle and strength for the fat loss, as well as train with me. Train with me is my personal program. It has a a glute and a delt emphasis to it. It also has an optional fifth day. So if that sounds like something that you'd be interested. Um, We're halfway through the current program. The next one will start on that first week of January. That's what. So let's dive back into the holiday tips that I have for you. 
One of them is going to be don't nickel and dime your nutrition away, right? Choose your battles wisely. So a lot of times around the holidays, there's just candy just laying around. Where does it come from? Half the time we don't even know. Neighbors, school, I don't even know. It just, it just ends up everywhere, right? One, we need to understand that we do have more control over our environment than we think. We can choose to just let it sit there. Or we can tell our children, like, if that's yours, then you put it away in your closet kind of thing. It doesn't have to be just out and about for the whole entire family to enjoy. A lot of times we turn our power over by saying, well, I can't control it. It's just in the house everywhere. Well, that's silly because you can control it. Now, do you want to? Are you willing to put in the effort to do it, to control it? Well, that's actually a much better question because that's more relevant. So we need to be looking for opportunities to be able to control and not give our, well, I shouldn't say control, but we need to be looking for ways where we are empowering ourselves versus handing our power over to just whimsically anything and anyone. Well, so we really can control a lot of the environment. So a lot of times when I'm working with clients who really want to maintain or even see a little bit of fat loss during the holidays, um, that's one thing that we really talk about first is how can you control your environment in your home? Even in your office, if you go to work and you're like, well, it's just everywhere. It's, it's just all there. Is it? Is it at your desk? You can choose whether it's at your desk or not. And majority of your work is at your desk, right? So you can still control that environment. You can, can still control how often you go walk over to the receptionist who maybe has it there or walk over to the break room where it's there. You can still control this. So many times we decide beforehand that we're going to fail because we can't control it. No, it's just the holidays. I'm just going to blow up. I'm just going to put all this weight on because it's the holidays. Well, then you're right because you've already decided it. The decision has already been made for you. Then on the other side of the spectrum, sometimes people live in so much fear that they try to control and they get really nervous about it all and nervous about food. And they almost fail because of their level of anxiety is so high. So we need to be cautious of both of those. So just accept the fact that, yes, I actually do have control over my environment and how much is within my home and even how much I allow from the environment at my work around me and around my desk. I should have actually began with this first tip. The first tip should have been, we need to choose realistic goals. We really do. We do need to choose realistic goals. So sometimes people are like, well, I want to lose 10 pounds during the holidays. Is that a realistic goal? I'm not saying that you can't, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't even desire that. It's not up to me what you want to do or don't want to do. That's up to you. But is it the wisest choice? Do you really want that? Or would you much rather just spend the next month at maintenance, enjoying friends, enjoying family, enjoying the parties, maintaining as best you can, and then maybe wait for January when everybody else is really, really excited to drop weight. I mean, that's the time of year that everybody's like, my goal, 
lose weight, right? That's a huge, I mean, it's kind of silly, but it, it, it is what it is. And so sometimes it's actually easier to, okay, during December, I'm just going to maintain. And then come January, when all my friends and family are trying to lose weight, it's actually going to be a lot easier because they're all on the same page as me. And so it's going to be a lot easier for us to hit our goals. And then we can kind of do it together too. So choosing a realistic goal is so important. So saying things like, well, I'm not going to have one cookie. I'm not going to have one Christmas cookie the entire time. Well, that's silly because once again, that's the all or nothing mindset. And so it's really important that we don't get trapped in that. We don't get trapped in that either I put on 10 pounds because I have no self-restraint and I just binge on everything or I'm miserable and I don't enjoy my time and I don't want to do that. So I'm, I'd much rather just binge. It doesn't have to be either or. So going back to the analogy of nickel and diming our, our food budget away kind of thing, what I often see is that people, one, they just allow for the holiday treats and candy to be everywhere in their environment. And then they will actually just, like I said, nickel and dime that nutrition budget away. So they'll, and they'll do it with items that they don't even care about. They don't even really enjoy. So if I think about, whenever I think about Christmas candy, that brings me no real joy. It's those, that hard candy. Now you may love it and that's great for you, but it's like this hard candy that kind of is cute twirly designs. It's so cute sitting there. And my grandma always had this glass container where she would put those hard candies, right? I feel like that that's like a grandma thing. Like, are you a grandma if you don't have a glass bowl with some sort of candy that nobody really likes, but it's there kind of thing? Are you really a real grandma if you don't have that? I don't know. Because that's always what I experience. That's like, that's when I think of grandma, that's what I think of. But it's like candy like that, though, that has, there's, it's not nostalgic for me other than looking at it and being like, oh, there's grandma candy. But it's not nostalgic for me. I don't get any real joy in eating that. But yet people will let candy like that sit all over their house. And then they just are nickel and diming it, snacking away all throughout the day. And then on top of it, they have their usual meals too. And so then when they go to a party, they're freaking out because they're like, oh, I can't eat anything and I really wish I could and blah, blah, blah. Well, one, you can, but also you just spent your entire budget on all of these little things. And so now you can't even use it towards the big things that you would really, truly enjoy. So for me, I really like thinking about this in terms of trade-offs. I'm going to trade nickel and diming all of the little tiny treats and candies that I don't even really fully enjoy. They're not nostalgic for me. They're not meaningful to, to me. You know, just because an M&M is a different color, it's now red and white. Like that doesn't, it's, it's still an M&M. And so that's not really Christmassy to me. But do you know what is? My family's 24-hour salad. So this is such a nostalgic salad for me. And yes, I will share the recipe on my Instagram account. But this is such a nostalgic food for me. Because in my family growing up, um, we actually were, we didn't have very much money. My mom couldn't really afford a ton of fruit. 
And so for her to to buy grapes, I mean, I'll let you know how little amount of money we had. Um, we didn't have cereal. We couldn't afford cereal. So Christmas morning, my mom would buy cereal. And that was such a big deal for my family. Cereal Christmas morning is like the biggest deal. Because I think about that growing up, all these people have these fancy casseroles. And for my family, it was cereal. Because every other day throughout the week, we were having um, just oatmeal. And what was that? As I grew older, my dad's business started doing really, really well. And he was, he was very blessed. But when I was younger, majority of my family grew, in, grew up in a very humble home. And my mom made things stretch. So back to the 24-hour salad, guys. So having grapes, because grapes were part of the 24-hour salad. Having grapes was a big deal. We, we couldn't afford just to buy grapes. And I have seven sisters and three brothers. I know it's, it's massive. So there's also that. <laughs> my mom's like, I can't buy grapes because they would be gone in one sitting with my entire family, right? So she had to choose things that would stretch. So anyways, this 24-hour salad, we had Thanksgiving Day and we had at our family Christmas party. And so when I think of things that I want to I save my budget for is like three servings of this 24-hour salad where there's marshmallows and heavy whipping cream and all of that mixed in. And then it, it sits over a few days and really, it's so yummy, guys. I'll, I'll post the recipe for you. But um, when I think of nostalgic food, that's what I think of. Foods that have meaning. Another thing is my mom is an incredible pie maker. Okay, guys, I am a pie snob. I am a pie snob. And if you've followed me on Instagram for a while, you know that every year around Thanksgiving and Christmas, I talk about how I am such a pie snob because there's something about homemade pie crust. And there's something about homemade, like also the inside. Not not a canned filling, but homemade filling that you cannot get out of a can. You cannot truly, like I'm convinced that the reason why more people don't like pies is because people don't make homemade pies any real homemade pies. They go and they buy pies at the store and it's like, oh, I don't really like pies. Well, yeah, because it's a store pie. And us pie snobs, we know better. You cannot get from the store the same sort of pie that my mom would make, so rich, that that crust so flaky, just amazing, right? So when I think of nostalgia with food, I think of my mom's pies. So every year I make pies too. And I would much rather spend my budget on two slices of that pie versus um, picking up little bits of you know, candy, rock candy or Christmas candy that's lying about the house. Like I would just much rather do this trade off of, do you know what? What I'm going to do is throughout the day, I'm going to keep my usual routine. My usual food routine does not change because it's the holidays. And, and because it's healthy, because I have this 
normal food routine where I'm getting high protein, whole food, then when I go to a party, it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't have to break me. It doesn't have to stress me out because I know I kept all my routines. I kept my healthy meals. I wasn't nickel and diming all of these calories on all of this food, these little treats here and there that don't mean much. So when I go to my family Christmas party, you better believe I'm going to load up on my 24-hour salad and I'm going to get my pie and I'm not going to think twice about it. I'm not going to think, oh, this will make me fat because it's holiday food. No, no, nothing has changed. My healthy lifestyle remains in place and serving of dessert on the weekend is not going to ruin me and it's not going to make me gain all this body fat. So sometimes just seeing reality for what it really is. So I want to circle this back again. So just like how when I was a banker and people would come to me and say, I don't know how I'm in this situation. I don't buy huge big things. Where's all my money? And I would pull up their statement and it's gone because of all of these little tiny dollars, they're just nickel and diamond their entire budget away. And then they're like, huh, how come I don't have any money? Huh, how come I now have to use my credit card? Well, it's because you're nickel and diming everything away. Do not do that this holiday season with your foods. So keep with your normal routines as much as possible. Learn that you do have more control over your environment than you're letting yourself believe. And a lot of times people come to me with food as well and they're like, I don't get how I got here. I don't get it. I eat quote unquote healthy. How am I putting on weight? How am I not maintaining? How, how, how? And I have them track and all of a sudden they realize, oh, I snack a lot during the day and I still eat my big meals. So I'm really not spending my nutrition budget wisely because I'm nickel and diming all these things away all day long. So during the holidays, that can add up really fast because of the abundance of just candy and foods and parties that are all around us. So take more control over your environment. Choose realistic goals. No, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing mindset. You don't have to either binge or not eat one single cookie. You can actually have, you can maintain your healthy lifestyle and where you're at sitting somewhere in the middle where you have your normal healthy routines, but you also enjoy your desserts when you go on to your parties. Um, or when your neighbors bring food, you don't have to eat the entire thing that your neighbors bring to you. Did you know that? That's one thing that I always tell my clients. So I love that your neighbors bring you stuff. My neighbors bring me treats as well. You don't have to eat all of it. You can enjoy one or two bites and enjoy every single bite. Send them a thank you. It tasted amazing. And you don't have to eat the whole thing. Believe me, they will understand. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. So what are my goals during the holidays? So I usually have the holidays as one or two goals. I I never like doing a cut through the holidays. I just don't. 
Because the most important thing for me isn't just physical health, but mental health. And part of my mental, emotional health is connections with others. Part of my overall health is making sure I can be present and connect really, really well with others. And I love the holidays as a time to really point myself towards Christ and point it towards connection with other people. And I don't want stresses of a calorie deficit to necessarily get in the way of that. And so I usually go towards maintenance. I sit at maintenance during the holidays. Or I even will do builds during the holidays because I know that there will be increased amounts of food. I'm like, great, this can work towards my fitness goals as well. So usually during the holidays, those are the two things that I do. And it's usually what I encourage my clients to do as well. Now, what about tracking at maintenance during the holidays? Because there's all these additional foods and you don't necessarily know the nutrition for it. So when you go to a party or when you go to, or excuse me, when, you're, when your neighbors bring you food, you don't know what the nutrition is for that. And this is where I feel like you really need to be flexible. One, it's important to note that when I'm at maintenance, I don't always track. People make that assumption that I'm 24-7 tracking every single bite that goes into my mouth. And that's not true. Usually what I do, and I help my clients to do, is once they get up to maintenance, depending on their skill level around food, I may have them stay at maintenance and be tracking for a good month to get the feel and be able to feel and learn their internal cues. So, okay, this is what maintenance feels like. Um, and this is how much I usually eat. And we kind of learn something about ourselves. And then we step away from tracking and we take what we learn about ourselves to maintain without tracking. That is a skill that will set you up for mental, emotional, and physical health and success. That is very, very important. Everybody wants to skip this. No, no, no. I have my, I have my, my macros. I need to track them. I have to track them. Your macros can turn into a crutch. They really can. So I, I just want to challenge that, that thought for you. Have they turned into a crutch for you? Do you not trust yourself because you never really learned how? So that's really important to understand during the holidays. I don't track everything that comes into my mind. But what if you don't track, trust yourself? What if you want to? Then I say be flexible. Be flexible. Track protein and calories. Let your carbs and fats fall where they may. Everybody thinks there's something so magical about that. As long as your fats don't fall below 0.4 grams of lean body mass on average, then you're going to be fine. So you can actually choose to have a more flexible approach all the time, not just during the holidays. But this is a great approach to have during the holidays. You're tracking protein and you're tracking calories and you're letting carbs and fats fall where they may and you're being flexible. So if your neighbor brings over fudge and you're like, oh, great, Scott, I don't know what, like, what this fudge nutrition is. Oops. Well, I just won't track it and then everything's up in the air and I'll do this all or nothing mindset thing or I'll freak out or I'll just be filled with anxiety. Just calm down. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. Just be flexible. So pull up my fitness pal and search up fudge and give it your best guess. 
and choose an option there that you feel like, and be honest with this one. Sometimes I laugh when I'm in a calorie deficit and I order pizza and there's like, uh, Marco's pizza is in my fitness pal. So I really like it because that's what we order. And I always think it's really funny when I see Marco's pizza and I see how they cut it. And it's like, well, it says it's only, you know, 260 calories for one slice. So I like look for the biggest slice, right? Oh, this is it. This is surely this was the slice that they, it's like a three, normally like a three slice slice, but they did it to one. So I'm like, this is it. This is my slice, right? So there are ways that we deceive ourselves and we have to be careful, right? So don't be looking for the biggest slice. Look for like the normal slice, right? So when you're looking for that fudge that your neighbor brought over, look through my fitness pal and give it your best guess. And then just leave it at that. If the goal is maintenance, you're going to be fine. You are going to be more than fine. Mostly, I just want to encourage you guys to spend this season looking outside of yourself. You know, sometimes we get so involved with our fitness and our health goals, and we feel so much fear around the foods uh, during the holidays, and we feel like they're all going to make us blow up. And, And that's not true. That's not reality. These are stories that we've told ourselves in our minds, and these stories are powerful. They are really powerful. But we don't have to give in to that. We can truly uh, learn how to set maintenance, how to enjoy the holidays, um, not nickel and dime all of our food nutrition budget away on trivial things that will not bring us joy in the long term. And we can sit somewhere in the middle. You don't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to lean into these extremes that we've told ourselves, these stories we've told ourselves. So I really encourage you to look for opportunities to get outside of yourself this holiday season. Find joy in your family. Find joy in movement. There is something so healthy about finding joy in movement. Somebody wrote to me and said, so when you go on walks, What's your heart rate? Where do you try to keep it? What are you trying to do? What's your breath? What's all these things? And I was like, do you know what? I, what I really think of when I go for walks, I just find joy in movement. I'm so grateful to be out in nature. I'm so grateful that I can move my body, that it's healthy. I can walk. I have some family members who are really struggling with health right now. And man, is it just putting my mind in a right perspective of I'm just grateful that I could get out of bed today, that I could walk downstairs, that I could go to the gym, that I could do all of these little things that some of my family members right now would do anything to feel that healthy. And when I go for walks, I think I'm so grateful. I use that time to focus on gratitude. I use that time to fill my mind with positive, helpful narratives, stories. I'll listen to podcasts. I don't pay attention to my heart rate. I honestly use it as a time of just finding joy in the movement. And I hope that over this holiday season, you can find joy in your family. You can find joy and gratitude in the things that your body can do. 
I hope that you can find joy in sitting around maintenance and focusing more on connections. I think a lot of times people don't want to sit at maintenance because they feel like this compulsion of, I know I need to be moving towards something. And maybe actually what you need to be moving towards is more mental health in being still. You know, maintenance is, I'm a a huge fan of meditation and it's a practice. It's a practice of like none thoughts, no thoughts. It's a practice of letting thoughts come and go. It's a practice of stillness in a world that's so chaotic. And sometimes we just need to sit at maintenance because it's a practice of self-acceptance, of love in the moment, of gratitude for what our body can do in the moment and not be looking forward to some future date to fill a void of happiness. So there's so much progress that can happen in maintenance. And I, and I hope, I know I beat this one like a dead horse. I talk about maintenance all the time, but I hope that it's, that it's getting through and that it's helping you. And I hope you guys can have a wonderful, happy Christmas season that is focused on our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Lifting Lindsay podcast. If you have any questions, you can always message me on Instagram. You can also go to liftinglindsay.com to sign up for my programming, as well as to join my Be Strong membership site where you can learn more about nutrition, about lifting and training biomechanics and get some recipes and some help there as well so that you can hit your fitness and health goals.